the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308. 308- 8867. That's 308 8867 or toll free at 866 308 8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. <laughs> and welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Bess, in for Milton Glick. Now, Milton, I hope Milton is enjoying the rainfall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, where he's at? Yeah. The nice little uh, tropical storm that went through yeah, yeah. Was, uh, Alabama. Heard that on the radio. People yeah. getting killed over that. I was wondering if it was in Alabama. They were talking about South Carolina, Florida. And then they said, and one really hot spot uh, here in Alabama. <laughs> um, those well, He couldn't be more deserving than this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Those two you hear, on, if you're looking at your radio on the left to right, this is Dr. Jerry Parsons on the right. Dr. Calvin Finch, right in the middle is Trace yeah, from right Millburgers. And before we get going, happy Father's Day to yeah. everybody out there. Guess who I got my first Father's Day call from, Trace, this morning at 9 o'clock. David? David Rodriguez. Uh, really made me happy. Did he call you too? <laughs> no. But anyway, that was real nice of David, and uh, he was talking about all the things we've done together here. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, David was the first one that recognized we had a problem with Floritan, that uh, we, we were selling uh, grass labeled as Floritan that wasn't Floritan. And, uh, That's coming. That's so true. Do what? I was going to say, because he's so short that he's closer to see the <laughs> well, stems. Well, maybe so. Maybe that's it. But uh, we were at Festival of Flowers, and uh, they had a what was supposed to be floor tan on the ground. And so when we got ready to load up, we were, they gave us the grass, and David was helping load it into the truck. And every time I would get close to him, he said, this is not floor tan. I said, shut up, David, and load the, load the grass. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. And he kept saying, this is not Floritan. And he was right. And so that, that, then we launched a program to uh, see where that uh, non-Floritan grass was coming from. But anyway, uh, he's, he's added a lot to the contribution of uh, 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 horticulture in this area. And uh, I guess Calvin hired him, was that before he was in graduate school or? No, I'm still loud. He worked worked for me and then he went and worked for. Extension? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was an intern. You drove him to Extension? Is that what you're saying? I guess so. Uh, 
<laughs> he tried to do it once, and I talked him out of it. Uh, the second time, I told him, "No, you just need to go." Yeah. <laughs> well, he uh, he still holds and, that against me. I and, he, <laughs> and he worked for Wolf. Well, he worked for me. Year for you. Or with me and for me. Are you are you the one that uh, <laughs> molded his uh, attitude? Yeah, David has an attitude. Used to have an attitude. I'm sure he's grown out of it. Where uh, poor David, don't ask him what he thinks, because he will tell you. And uh, that that problem followed him uh, all the way through school at Texas A&M. Now, do you think this is at all ironic? That Jerry Parsons is here explaining <laughs> about somebody who is I'm uh, in shock. has an attitude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am, and, and says what uh, whatever he's think. I am in shock. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, when he when he started with A and M, I'd always check on him, of course, and when I'd go over there for staff conferences, and uh, the all all his professors, the teachers over there, would come down. And he, he said. I'd ask how David is doing. Said, "Well, he's all right, but he he's got got some problems." I said, "What's his problem?" Said, "He he argues with us in class. He tells us we're wrong about plants." And I said, "No, his problem is you don't know a damn thing about horticulture, and you're trying to teach him about horticulture." And so uh, he never would back off of that. And because, and I told the teachers, I said, he's been in the nursery business since he could walk. I'd, I'd like to say he grew up in the nursery uh, business, but he never made it past five foot. Oh, five. wow. Let's pick on David. <laughs> I, I, I heard stories uh, from a young lady who's recently uh, passed, but uh, where little David would run up to the cash register Uh-oh. at, uh, what was the name of that? nursery. Grimm's? Yes. Grimm's. And he'd come up with the school books after class. <laughs> say, say her name and uh, and she'd have to uh. peek, peek over the counter to find him. But I don't, I don't think that's and she was you. She was short too, so yeah, yeah. You know, that's saying a lot. I don't think that's unusual though with when you have people that have got their most of their orientation from that part of the industry right. or this part of the industry yeah. you have end up with uh, different attitudes I think David's done a good job though of uh, integrating oh uh, yeah two. and he's on the superstar committee now and the only one that knows plants on the superstar plant uh, committee by the way and uh, and got he and Greg Grant both in the superstar selection committee so that's a that's a blessing. And uh, he loved Mr. Wessler, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, funny thing about David, uh, when Mr. Wessler went to hire him, you know, y'all t- they took a test over there. They all took some kind of test. To- Seems like I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I ever had to take it. I think I was grandfathered in. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they took a test. and uh, It was an honesty test. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Okay. They'd ask you the same question ten different ways <laughs> yeah. to see if you'd change your answer. And, uh David didn't do well on it, and uh, so though legally, Mr. Wessler couldn't hire him, but he did, and was not not ever uh, part of a sorry for doing it. 
So uh, anyway, I appreciate that call. Before we get into nice. the specials here, yeah, I'm you, you know uh, that none of uh, none of Jerry's daughters or sons actually uh, real daughters or son called him to wish him happy. The happy Father's Day. I got that, but I wouldn't say anything. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard from my kids well, already. Well, Jeremy called me on the way over here. Uh-huh. And, uh, did he say, hey, did you get any milk? We needed that milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going, they're taking me out to uh, Pisano's, one, oh, one of my Pisano's? favorite yeah. restaurants. I love my kids are going to take me out for lunch after we're done, but I'm going to have to probably pay, wind up paying for it. Oh, so that's no. Fine. That's fine. So Pisano's, yeah. it's not on their menu, but you need the special salad. A special salad? It's called the special salad, but it's not on their menu. What is it? Uh, what is it not? Artichoke, <laughs> heart of palm. Oh, it's it's a really goodness. good, it's, it's a spectacular salad. You use one it of those, as a meal. If you don't know, you got to ask for it. You, you, have, you have to because you no. use it as a meal, right? Uh, we, we do. We get it to go, and, and it's a two-day meal. Oh, uh-huh. okay. That's good. So, it's Father's Day, yeah. and it's a beautiful day, yeah. and you can come on out here to uh, Millburgers Landscape and, Gar- and uh, Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Uh, nursery's open till 5 today. Trace? Yes. And we're going to be on the air till 2, so you can call with your questions at 210-308-8867. Open lines right now, 210-308-8867, or come on by to Millburgers at 1604 and Belverde Road and come by the back porch and ask your question. But, Trace, we uh, talked yesterday about what we got going on sales-wise here. Why don't you re- uh, remind the folks when they come out here what they can uh, start shopping for for oh, Father's let's Day? See, uh, well, first we we have grass, which is a uh, an unnormal thing for Sunday. So if you want to put <laughs> if you want to put Dad to work, um, there you go. We do have sod available by pallets and by pieces. You um, need you need to get it planted today uh before it's tomorrow because it's supposed to be 100 degrees it's tomorrow. a it's a family event so it's uh. good to <laughs> you get the family together and do some saw the backyard yeah, yeah. yeah i would uh, um i think the most exciting was the mexican bird of paradises yeah because uh, we, had, we hadn't been able to get them and then all of a sudden there was a thousand available mm-hmm. <laughs> guess how many i bought a thousand a thousand and one. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course no <laughs> Well, and are you are you done with your list? Because we, if the uh, for the uh, folks that are interested in butterflies out there, I mentioned the monarchs, and they are in fact in town. There's, uh, you know, I saw one a couple of days ago, and now yesterday, I, I mean, uh, today I saw three, four of them, and we got some special. Uh, butterfly plants here. Uh, Trace has got a uh, yeah. Was one count, of the milkweeds. Just counting them a second ago, so you must have already grabbed one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. He already grabbed one. He's, he grabbed a few things this morning already before we even got on the so air. There's uh, there's eight of these left. I've never seen them before. Uh, I saw it available, and I said, you know what? You know they're a native. I'll at least sell one mm-hmm. to Calvin. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I don't sell the others, at least I know I'll sell one. They, uh, <laughs> they're na- they're native to Texas, which that's which I found was uh, kind of different. Of course, almost every milkweed is native to Texas, yeah. too. But we've also got uh, the tropical milkweed. We've got mist flowers. I didn't see any more of the uh, tuberosa. They look like they're all sold out on the little tuberosa. Yeah, I think they're gone. Okay. Yeah. And, the, uh, the tropical milkweed is still blooming over there. It's pretty. Yeah. And what else did, I, did we uh, see over there? I can't think of it. I thought there was a, another one that was uh, a classic a butterfly plant, but 
you got the monarchs and of course the queens are there too so you need to get get yourself some tropical milkweed and then try uh, try some of this other milkweed so so we went off on a tangent so this milkweed we were talking about is that we've never seen at least I've never seen before is a pine pine leaf uh, milkweed and I think we determined yesterday it was white. Mm-hmm. The plume was going to be white. Uh, that, yeah. To me, that's an unusual. It's, it's an interesting foliage. Kind of looks like a Japanese yew slash oleander yeah. look. It's it's weird looking. <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and put it in a container uh, on a patio because it's got a it's kind of kind of a, a, a an attractive shape right. and, and uh, structure. Even if you even if the bloom is not. Uh, does not match roses or anything. It's going to still an attractive plant, and then if it does uh, bloom up a storm, uh, we'll have that extra dividend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at them over here over the counter. And you may uh, get another sale over here. <laughs> I think well, so. Well, I've never seen anything like it. When I first saw it, I thought it was a, I don't know, a water lily came to mind. Uh, some of some of those. No, the plant that we sold with the water lilies had that same that kind of parrot, parrot's feather or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, I don't think that's I would have reminded uh, me if I was given a list of ten. I don't think I would have selected that, <laughs> right? As but a you know, milkweed. a lot a lot of milkweed is uh, can can stand bog situations. Yeah. In fact, there was uh, earlier in the year when I couldn't get any regular milkweed. We had the uh, the water plants back there, so that. Uh, People asking for it, we went and sold them one of those. Well, and and there are there's so many different milkweeds too. Yeah, and we don't we don't know if it's uh, what it does in the winter, right? Well, I don't probably have a good answer. Well, it says right. native to Texas. It's so, native so to Texas. My assumption is it's got to come back somehow. Maybe it come back from the root too. Yeah, could be. That'd be good. Of course, my all my uh, native. Uh, Milkweeds uh, were wiped out in the freeze, and then, of course, which was, what do you think was the only ones that came back? The tropical. Tropical. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing because it's got pretty blooms on it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that tropical milkweed. Well, it's hard not to be a fan of tropical milkweed. Uh, and, and the monarchs are, are part of that uh, fan group, too, mm-hmm. because they're, no. they're really inclined to use it for uh, nectar, and also they're inclined to lay their eggs on it. Yeah, we've put behind us those nut cases that said you shouldn't plant tropical because it keeps them over the winter. Well, there's... Keeps the butterflies over no, the winter. There's, some, there's, there's still folks that are... Uh, Crazy? Uh, <laughs> you know, you really got to speak your mind, Dr. They're not, they're not enthusiastic. I was helping Calvin with yeah. his speech. With his, what he was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, right. Nice. Well, what they've accepted is that oh. we've... The argument is that you use tropical milkweed until you can grow or find enough native milkweed. Yeah. Because it's it's not easy to grow native milkweed. You mean in, for the nurseries, yeah. yeah. And, and, and nurseries and gardens. It's not as pretty, so a lot of people don't plant it because it's not as pretty. There you go. And it's hated. Milkweed is hated well, by the far- ranchers, farmers, and ranchers. What do you what do you think? Uh, I was thinking the, the the farmers I grew up with in Minnesota spent years and years and years fighting milkweed. It was just and here dirty you are promoting them. Yeah, yeah, selling it. Real good. Yeah, yeah, trying to get them to plant it again. The ghost of of uh, Minnesota is going to come back and get him. There'll probably be these uh, <laughs> these vehicles full of uh, 
terrorists have uh. now played terrorists. <laughs> okay. okay, that's and, new. And, no queen terrorists. <laughs> and we would be amiss if we didn't mention uh, this new Texas superstar, Black Stocking Napper. Napper? I think it was Napier. Napier? Great. How's it spelled? Uh, N-A-P-I-E-R. Napier? Maybe. Yeah. The French okay. w- in French it would be n- Napier. Oh. We'll go with that. Okay. We'll go with that. Do Sounds I look French to you? Well, you, know, you look... You're, you're talking to a man that took beginner French in college three times and, and didn't, never passed. And make it. So as, never close, passed as close as you get to it is lasagna, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this... Well, uh, he took English six <laughs> times and never did, did. didn't do it. Trace he is, took Tennessee English. <laughs> Trace has got some available now in number one. Well, and uh, that gallons. <laughs> is this is this a, is this the limit of it that we have out there? So yes and no. Because <laughs> I, uh, I hope not. Because my article next week is oh uh, real so, good, so I've Calvin. Got, I've got uh, two hundred more booked, and there might be something past that point. But uh, I got in two hundred, and I got two hundred more that okay. I got to ask for. Good, because uh, uh, when David requested that we uh, promote it, he said, "Yeah, target." July 4th. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. And so I jumped the gun in a little, uh, <laughs> a little ahead of time. That's right. Getting ahead of the curve. Yeah. Like, uh, and then uh, now we'll have... It's almost a good thing because I think it's grown almost a foot since it's been here. Oh, yeah. At, it's least, at least six inches. Yeah, and it is. A, it's it's a, a, a useful plant. Um, yeah. Maybe it could replace pampas grass. Well, purple fountain grass. Yeah, purple fountain. Well, I, I say that, but the, the pampas grass, I say that it replaces some of the functions of pampas yeah, grass. Yeah. And the, the the good thing is you don't bleed to death when you're dealing with it. <laughs> oh, you get over that, Cal. Yeah. You, oh, you just never it. have gotten so, pr- so through back, pruning that back. Back in the day, you know, that was one of the most popular plants at Wolf Nursery. Oh, yeah. We used to get an 18-wheeler full every week. Wow. One gallon. <laughs> and if you were one of the lucky ones, you got to be in that truck. Oh, you'd no. Pick, you'd pick up three in one hand, three oh, in the other. Oh, no. And you walk them to the end of the truck. And you know that your face is all cut up. <laughs> oh. Then you start sweating. Even when they're little. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, the, I, the, when you start sweating after those paper cuts, it's, um, it's, it hurts. It does. Stay. Then, then you got to do it for four hours in a row. Uh, oh, geez. I had a, about uh, fifty of them in a row for my peach orchard. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, a pickup truck guy backed up and got hung up on one of them. Oh uh, no! Uh, we about died laughing, you know. But the other thing that happened was uh, a fire. Somebody. Uh, was burning yes. up there in the rural area, and it j- j- crossed, and uh, burn them now. We basically thought we had the fire under control, but it got in those <laughs> oh, pampas grass. Pampas grass. Uh, <laughs> it was a hot, yeah, hard to control fire. Did it? Things. It didn't kill them though, did it? Didn't kill the plants. Uh, yeah, that's but, what I mean. But it. Uh, we had to call in every neighbor there was to <laughs> keep it under control. <laughs> I wanted to do a TV program on that, and. Soak the soak the things with uh, the tops with uh, uh, lighter fluid and and light it on fire on TV. I thought that would be spectacular. Mm. Maybe throw a little baby doll in there with it. Oh, and, uh, they didn't go for that. They didn't go for that. Now, if there if there's a fire, if a house is burning, 
somewhere in town. Oh, they're there. They'll yeah. drop yeah. you. Yeah. They'll leave you. I've been mm-hmm. left in the tomato field. For a fire? For, for, yeah, a photographer just, they told him to forget mm-hmm. shoot, shooting the uh, vegetable part of it. And go and to go, get the fire. Go cover that fire. As if they didn't. I told him, I said, listen, get one good picture of a fire. Mm-hmm. And then you just uh, stock and, uh, footage. Yeah, yeah. and use it for stock footage. Didn't that apartment burn last week? Uh, <laughs> well, you can't tell when it's in full blaze. We, we used to give a, a dead Christmas tree to the fire department of Alamo Heights, I think. Yeah. They'd come in and they'd get one after the fact and, and light it up. Yeah. So show people how flammable mm-hmm. they are. They wouldn't let me do that either. I was trying to Christmas Christmas tree. And Mr. Western, some of them called me and said, Fool! <laughs> we'll never sell another Christmas tree. You burn them on TV. Hang on to that thought for just a second. We got to take a break. Wait, hang on to the what? Fool? Uh, yeah, fool. We'll, we'll pick don't, it up. Don't we'll, worry. He's we'll got that up, hung up. Yeah. We'll pick it up at fool when we come back. Millburgers Gardening South Texas open lines. All of them open. Two ten. 308-8867. You can also come on by. We're at the back porch of Millburgers, 1604 and Bull Road. Nursery's open until 5 today. We're here till 2. Ask your questions of the docs. Trace will be in and out and about, as we say in Canada, and probably Minnesota, too. Milton uh, never says they're all open. Well, he says, well, that's my show today. He says we've got a line of them. Well... When my we show today. When we've got them all open. <laughs> my show today. We've got a hundred lines, so it's uh, going to be a bull. Yeah, Not on sh- our show. Sh- 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 Quit it. We'll be back with Millworkers Gardening <laughs> South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I remember <laughs> Put your headphones on. <laughs> Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. If only y'all could hear the conversations we have. Well, we wouldn't be on the air very long if we had the, uh, heard the conversations. You mean nobody's called in on those hundreds of lines we've got? Okay, just hang on for a second. We're going to get, like like yesterday, they're just going to go all of a sudden. Oh, okay. Phone, okay? okay. So, we have an open line. Uh, do we? We really have an open one? line. That's great. At 210-308. Do I report him to somebody? 210-308-8867. It's, it's been done before. Yeah, it hasn't worked, apparently. After 21 years, it hasn't worked. 210-308-8867. I'm Barry Bess. I, uh, I'm usually over on the morning show on AM 630, The Word, our sister station, in for Milton Glick. Milton will be back next weekend, but the docs are here to answer your questions. 210-308-8867, and we like to wish everybody out there, all the dads, a uh, happy yeah. Father's Day. Uh, if you want, come on by. I'd be to take Dad out to uh, Millburgers, 1604. Great, great father, Father's Day gifts are. Oh, so. yeah, great, great uh, Father's Day uh, gifts. Uh, and then if you the, get the sod, then Dad has to plant it. I've been well, down that road before. Uh, we made sod, planting sod in my backyard, a family affair. Did you supervise or did you... Uh, I was up on the truck throwing the sod off. Okay, so... To uh, my girls. And then, uh, that was where... In the old days, he was a pretty good, good worker. That was before he got old. Yeah. <laughs> and my, uh, my girls were teenagers at that time. They didn't want to be out there. Well, no, but that's what you have kids for. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I would get bored. You know how I get bored? Sometimes I get bored. Mm-hmm. And I was throwing the sod to them. 
And every, every now and then, I'd have an accident. And you throw it at them? Yeah. Oh, okay. On them? <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, at, at which time, they didn't accept my apology. No, and they probably didn't want to come back and help you. That, that right. is why he house is... Cried. That is why he has not heard from any of them. That's why he's not heard anybody from Father's Day. Before you dig into Calvin's article from yesterday's paper, we do have a caller online. Really? Absolutely. What did I tell you? Well, what did I tell you? With those hundreds of lines, we've got John, and he wants to ask about stink bugs and peaches. John, welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. How are you doing? Okay, I, I talked to David yesterday, and I, and, and I gave him some terrific information, and I just had to uh, uh, bring it to the rest of the world, and that's y'all. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, on my peaches, I have June gold peaches, and uh, I know it's contrary to what y'all say, but uh, we put owls and snakes up on the top of the tree, and... Uh, moved it every, moved them every three or four days, and we got a whole tree full of peaches. We had the best crop we ever had in our lives. And so and you it worked. What in the top of the tree? Owls uh, and snakes? Uh, uh, rubber snakes, rubber snakes, and the plastic owls. Okay. Anything and that so works. I know they, I know they use those owls with noises. Uh, like the on owl the, on, the, on, the, on the top of uh, I, I saw them on gems on Bandera. Mm-hmm. Well, they and uh, they, they they moved those birds out. They were roosting huh. outside. Well, they used to use them for uh, seagulls to to drive seagulls. Oh, is that Keep right? seagulls off of buildings. You use owls. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> the sure. Snakes, the they... snakes in the trees I've never heard of before. I've heard of owls. Well, that's what we but... did. That's what we did. We moved them every three or four days, and uh, the birds stayed away from our peaches, and we have squirrels all over the place, but these squirrels Good. stayed away from our peaches. Wow. Now, you know what you need, John? You need one of those holograms that you can point <laughs> into the tree with the snakes, and they'll just keep moving all over. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That even works, too. See? But uh, I don't that have, mu- I don't have all sc- that. That must be a scary that that owl if it scares away squirrels. Well, did the freeze? I don't know. Did the freeze affect your peaches any? What's that? Did that hard no, well, freeze? No, of- no that's, that, that's another thing. None of the peach trees or the plum trees. I had the same thing with the plum. The peaches wow. and plums did not even think about coming out until after the freeze and then two weeks after the freeze i had blossoms everywhere oh great well but, you, uh, you're living right over there son well yeah what's, what's the, I, live what's on, I live on the south side did you go i live on the south side live better okay well, now the other thing one, i wanted to talk congratulations about. <laughs> so, so <laughs> what was the now, the other thing i want to tell you about the other thing i want to tell you about is think bugs uh, we found a way to get rid of stink bugs. Smash them? Uh, my wife. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's, what we used to do. Yeah. that's what we used to do. But uh, my wife, she has better eyes than I do. She goes out there and finds them, and I have a instant light torch, and I burn the wings off. Wait a minute. Then, <laughs> yes. Do you realize there's a lot of insect-loving people listen to this show? 
PETA going to be out talking about burning the wings off of a bug. Well, you should see the small ones, the dinky little uh, stink bugs, the real small ones that just hatch out. They look yeah. like little stars in the sky. Right. They all light up. They all you light up. You burn them up, huh? Burn Burning up. up the infants. Now, that would have been tough if you had uh, a thousand different peaches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever you we, say. And we, and we <laughs> if have it been works, use it. Yeah, we're having okay, uh, we're we have getting been... calls on, uh, in addition, the stink bugs and the, uh, oh, uh, the guy, the related. Six bugs. Uh, 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 leaf-footed bugs. Leaf-footed bugs on tomatoes. These, yeah. That's what these are. That's what these are. They're leaf-footed. They're le- leaf-footed bugs? Yeah, they're. Yeah, leaf-footed uh, stink bugs. Yeah, see and if you, you burn the wings and the legs off of them. See if your <laughs> and, wife. And then they, uh, can't hold, they can't hold on to the uh, tomato plant. Uh, yeah. After you burn them, off, burn their wings off. I would have, I would have guessed that. Well, you? Uh, <laughs> the, the problem I see is that the the, the uh, they don't stay there. Uh-uh. When you come near the tomato plant, you you, you get this mass exodus. How do you get a, How are you going to catch the stink bugs to burn the the the? <laughs> He's fast with his torch. They're sitting on wow. the tomatoes. <laughs> they're sitting on the tomatoes. Yeah, and then you, then you, and you roast the tomatoes right at the same time. Yeah, that's there you right. go. <laughs> and then you have fire-roasted tomatoes. Fire-roasted tomatoes with a little <laughs> hint of burnt wing. <laughs> the, uh, you, you're a culinary expert now, John. <laughs> tell you, okay, tell your wife thing. to look for the eggs. The eggs are pretty distinctive oh, on the bottom the of the leaves. And what do they look like? Uh, what do they look like? Well, yeah. They're... Uh, where are they? Under the leaves? Yeah, under the leaves. Under the leaves. And what do they look like? They're, they're hard, and they're usually in a shape, uh, form. Like a Christmas tree. Oh, You're right, yeah, all together. And, they're in a uh, clump? Yeah, and, and they're, I think they're orange. Seems like I remember they're I don't orange. Remember. But, orange? Uh, they're orange? Yeah, they're orange. And they're, okay, they're, well, we'll look I mean, under the leaves, too. They're, they're bigger than a spider mite, so you can see them readily, especially since they're in that design. Oh. I, I like, well, to, I like the, to burn the little dinky little ones out there. It's more fun doing that. And what you can do is is uh, uh, break that leaf off that that, yeah. that uh, egg laid on and burn them, burn the eggs. That would be called a... Uh, Omelet. Preemptive, <laughs> preemptive strike. <laughs> okay, well, John, why not just burn the whole bug? Why just why, why not just the flies or the, the wings? I burn everything. Yeah, because that would be now, that's precision thing. burning. <laughs> and I have okay. to live with him. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you go. Uh, you go find the stink bugs and you burn them, and you you've got a whole new career, John. Uh. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, Bob. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All right. We have an open line, Dr. Jerry. Oh, really? Yes. 210-308-8867. But right now, he's back. He's back. Trace. What did I do now? <laughs> we were talking about burning um, wings off of stink bugs just yeah. now. You uh, missed it. You missed it. People are getting rid I, of stink I think, bugs. I think I'm happy. Uh. <laughs> so we were talking earlier about Although when I was young, I did my share of uh, magnifying glass with uh, ants and other oh, things. Oh, but did you man. ever... 
um, with kites. Did you ever dogfight with mice on the end of the kites? Oh, man. But no. you didn't do that. I we did. We did catch because we lived on a farm, and you get in the grain bins, you get all these mice, and, and my you brothers did, you and my did, cousins. You and didn't I, have anything else to do, right? Yeah, we were you were bored. bored. So we went out, and we caught the mice, and we tied them up to the end of the... Well, I'm going to get called from Peter. Yeah, right. You tied them up to the end of the kites, and you let the kites go, and you dogfight, and get rid of the mice at the same you time. Mi- you mouse fight, I, right? I, I got you topped. Okay. <laughs> so back when I was young, Uh-oh. I would work at a fireworks stand. Uh-oh. Oh, this is going to be good. Fireworks <laughs> is going to be good. <laughs> and I, well, it's not that anything to do with that. It's just where I was at. So I had long hair back then. Uh-oh. Uh, y'all would never know what that meant. No. no. I, I had really long. I can't remember. I have really long hair. And we'd get so bored because in the middle of the day there wasn't anybody there. <laughs> we we could slap a fly out of the air uh-huh. and stun them just long enough, make a little noose out of a piece of hair. Oh, and no. And put it around his neck. And then you tape it to the counter, and he'd fly around on a little leash. <laughs> Pat. So we'd have him for an hour or two, and, and then, then, then his little head would pop off. Yeah, oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, uh, you might win. Yeah, uh, you might win on that one. Okay. Um, well, before we go to break, yeah, before we go to break, tell us a little bit more about if people come on out here today for Father's Day, what can they uh, oh, pick we, up on sale? we got all kinds of stuff. Uh, <laughs> dwarf bottle brush we hadn't had in a long time, yeah. and uh, we got that on special. And got fertilizer if you want. And I, yeah, and, and you know most everybody fertilizes every three months, but as much rain as we've gotten, even if you fertilized five weeks ago, it's gone. It's time to do it again. And you know what? I did learn something from Milton last week. Oh, he was, don't ever. You know, we were, don't ever. Are you sure that. it's right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to find <laughs> out. Um, we were talking about the show, and I always asked. And I always wanted to ask. Well, and the, the, the numbers that y'all talk about with the fertilizers, the 19, whatever. Five nine. Uh, yeah, I was wondering. Well, what does that mean? And he says it's the it's the nutrients in the fertilizer. That no, now, that was the year that they formulated. No, it's not. <laughs> so, was he right? Was he actually right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. You gotta be. You can't make it too simple because it's. And they're consistent among all fertilizers. They don't change. Yeah, no. but it's uh, it's the, the the components. It's not just. It's not straight nitrogen. It's nitri- nitrogen and the and the so material that it's connected. So there's to. different numbers for okay. different they mean, soil. They all mean something. Yeah. Okay. And the iron content's the only other thing to be concerned about, and that's not one of the numbers, but it'll be on the minor element. So is it change from, like, let's say the San Antonio surrounding area, does it change what would be better? Bear County is pretty much all going to be the same, and most counties around us would be the same, too. Yeah. 1959. Mm-hmm. And then for fall, it would be a 312 ratio. So it would be a, like a 18612 would be the one that we mm-hmm. would carry. So Milton was actually right. I'm afraid so. Okay. Well, I after twenty time, after twenty years, he's gotten it right. One time, one time. <laughs> so what else they got on sale? Uh, they got you got the uh, kufias. Yes, we you haven't had kufias. This is probably the second time we've had had them all year. <laughs> yeah. Things are starting to get more normal. I mean, we're, yeah. we're we're still going to be screwed up for years down the road, but uh, it, it is looking more normal around here. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, uh, like to plant kufias, so they they don't have Mexican great big heather. Bloom. Yeah, they they don't have uh, they don't have big blooms, but they have consistently a, a lot of bloom. Yeah, and I like to plant mine around the vegetables. Yeah, because yeah. it's a, it's a bee 
magnet is the best description. So oh, yeah. it, it brings the pollinators in mm-hmm. so that they can do their, their deed on your cucumbers and okra and stuff. I think that was one of Mr. Westler's favorite. He plants. loved it. He loved, he loved it. You want to know why? Why? Because he could buy a plug, stick it in the gallon can, <laughs> and four weeks later he had a full-size plant to sell. Oh, I thought he was just liking the plant. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm sure he did too. But but he always always told me, he said, you, Parson, you ought to recommend Kuvius. Um, uh, anyway, and uh, I would say... Well, do you sell them? He said, yeah. I said, do you have trouble selling them? He said, no, I can't keep them in. I said, so why would I promote something that you can't keep in? I bet he didn't have an answer to that. No, no, he didn't. He just wanted me to increase his sales. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he he liked that plant, and a lot of people like that plant. But it, it, uh, it generally freezes every winter right it, it is a tender perennial so yeah many years it's going to freeze those mild years it might come back especially if you mulch it and cover it it's got a better shot mm-hmm. yeah I, I never thought about mulching it and it coming back and got rosemary upright and trailing that one's been hard to come by all year <laughs> oh because people have been buying the hell out of it everybody's died and uh, <laughs> and the, they were they were if if you had the upright, they wanted the trailing. People, mm-hmm. did, customers did. And if you had the trailing, they wanted the upright. But that's an herb, you know. You can grow that as an entry. Most of uh, these subdivisions grow them as entry plants because the deer won't eat them. Mm-hmm. They stink. I mean, well, they have a fragrance. Mm-hmm. And the deer won't eat them. Deer won't eat them. And so, and they they bloom pretty too. Some people we overlook the great on chicken bloom aspect, isn't? It? Yeah, it's like regular rosemary, but it's <laughs> yeah, it yeah. it it, it uh, used as an herb. Mm-hmm. Well, don't overemphasize there because one rosemary plant can yeah. take, take a whole housing project and prove what I was do, what I would do if you want rosemary. Not to grow it is to get it from the entrances of the yeah. division. They'll never know. You, you are obviously never... not in the retail business. Yeah. <laughs> Buy your own, please. Oh, yes, please. Daddy. Come to Millburgers right now, and uh, they're we're gonna, on sale. We're gonna they're on sale, but we're gonna take a break right now. But before we go to break, it's Father's Day. Yeah. So it's time for a Father's Day joke. Uh oh. All right. What do you call a cow that plays the guitar? Anybody? Anyone? Cow that plays the guitar? Picker? It's got to be something to do with utter. No. A musician. And on that note, we are going to take a break. I was told by Milton. I was told by Milton I could do fathers or dad jokes. Oh, so there right. you go. Okay. We'll take a break. We've got an open line: two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two ten three zero eight. 8867, or you can just come on by Millburgers, 1604 and Bulverde Road. Uh, the nursery's open until 5. We're on the air till 2. Have your questions ready for the docs. When we come back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And there's a lot of reasons to choose Millburgers as the nursery that you go to. As you're trying to beautify your yard or make your home look absolutely gorgeous, Millburgers is the place to go. One, you're going to find plants that are known to do well in this area. You'll find people that know how to grow those plants or how to treat the problems they may have. And you'll find the products that you need to help you have a great gardening experience. And the one thing that's going on right now at Millburgers, and this is so exciting. If you've seen the nursery, you know they, they're full of great, great plants, and they're full. And this has been a tough year for that, and Millburgers has worked hard to make sure that you find exactly what you're looking for. So if you're looking for plants, make sure Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road is the first place that you go to, and then begin to establish a relationship with those employees so they can help you to continue to have success. And go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. That's Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Wild Birds Unlimited right there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. And I encourage you, if you're interested in bringing nature to your yard or you're just interested in enjoying nature and you want to know the right ways to do it to have the most success, Wild Bird Li- Birds Unlimited right there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road can make all that possible. The gang over there, Kyle, Bill, the rest of them, they not only know all about nature in San Antonio, but they know all the problems that people experience so they can help you solve those problems. I like how they phrased it. I was talking to them one time. And they said, Milton, in, in essence, all we are is problem solvers because they've heard all the problems before and they know how to treat them. The problem can be we're not getting enough nature to our yard or uh, this bird seed is working. You know what? They can solve all those problems for you. Or maybe you're just interested in yard art or binoculars. Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road, 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. Here's Don Rackler, the owner of John Wayne Service Company. I've been in the AC business since 1974, and basically the way AC units work and how they look haven't changed until now. Introducing the John Wayne Flex AC system. It's quieter, more efficient, and smaller, but don't let its size fool you. This unit is powerful. And now it's more affordable, too, with payments as low as $149 a month and no money down. Call or text John Wayne today at 293-6700 and tell them you want the new Flex AC system. When Don Rackler says he's excited about the revolutionary new John Wayne Flex AC system, you know it's something to learn more about. The John Wayne Flex AC system is super quiet, more efficient, smaller, and oh so powerful. Call now to find out more about the new John Wayne Flex AC system. Call or text 210-293-6700 or johnwayne.com. And with payments as low as $149 per month and no money down, John Wayne makes it easy to be cool. Only from John Wayne Service Company, your local home experts. License number 1785C. I'm Ron Aaron. Dr. Marissa Charles, why did you go to med school? I thought it would be an excellent opportunity to educate patients. That's the goal. And that was our co-host on WellMed Radio. You get to do some of that. It's been really fun, Ron, and I'm really looking forward to the, the opportunity to do that in the future. Are there particular areas you like to focus on? Well, prevention, of course, making sure that patients are focusing on their health, on mental health, on emotional health, and on physical. All that and more on the next WellMed Radio weekends at 9.30 a.m. The Answer. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Every minute, news is breaking. Stories are being updated. Lives are being changed. Stay connected and ahead of the curve by taking us wherever you go with our mobile app through TuneIn, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. This is 930 AM, The Answer. 
And uh, your calls, we're waiting for you to call. We want you to come up with some great questions for the docs because if <laughs> they I don't have to be great, if I answered the questions, well, we would give the people of South Texas the wrong idea about gardening. <laughs> so that's why we have the experts here. So you can call 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or better yet, you can come on out here to Millburgers. At 1604 and Bulverde Road, we're in the back porch area. You can come up and ask your questions of uh, the docks. Uh, the green nursery is open until 5 o'clock. And I thought I heard a cat. <laughs> I did, too. Uh, this is traditionally a cat place. Yeah, so I thought, okay, is that just in my headphones? Oh, that, oh my, that might be Al back at the oh, station. Is that what I'm messing with? That, that might be Al. I think, wow, I thought I heard a cat. <laughs> Um, Millburgers is at 1604 on Balvardy Road and open till 5 o'clock today. You know what we haven't mentioned that we usually do is the Vinca. Lots and lots yeah, of Yeah, uh, that was going through my mind yeah. just a while ago. Cora Vinca and uh, my two favorite, the red, the solid red and the solid white. Yeah. Those two are and I think I went out with a girl named Cora Vinca. Did I, right? Yeah, I think back in high school. Uh, that the, uh, the nice thing about Vinca is... And it blooms from the time you plant it all the way up to Halloween and beyond. Until, until, the whole, until uh, I always think of Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it's Milton proof. <laughs> is, uh, that, is that a new thing yeah, for he, nurseries? Is he, Milton proof? Yeah, he's tried it yeah. and didn't kill it. Okay, so it's Milton proof. Uh, however, I'm saying that uh, it's been since he got married. Well, yeah, because before he got married, he um, was, uh, no. it was a death sentence. No. Yeah, but his wife now is trying to get him to break <laughs> loose and buy two plants <laughs> at a time instead of one. one. And they can do that here at Millburgers because they're they're selling twenty or more for uh, lower than the dollar uh, ten instead of a dollar yeah, twenty nine. Dollar ten. So. Uh, and that's that's good because uh, I don't think you should plant less than twenty. And the neat thing about vinca, periwinkle, comes in all different colors, but the deer won't touch it. Yeah, hmm. I I like it. I, I I think you can plant singles because I like it in a one gallon, yeah. or two gallon, and uh, especially those bright those colors. They're yeah, just, they're showy and just like you say, once it's in. The, uh, you got to bloom until until Thanksgiving, and it uh, can take the heat. You don't have to uh, stop whatever you're doing to water it because the vinca is a pretty tolerant, drought-tolerant plant. Yeah. You know what, fellas? We've talked a lot. We always talk a lot about plants and gardening and whatnot. Oh, but today, I wonder why. Today we've talked about stink bugs. We've talked about snakes and owls in the trees. <laughs> and now Greg is on the line, Uh-oh. and he has lizard problems. Oh, Greg, man. welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing? Hey, all right. Uh, happy Father's Day to everyone. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, I just have a quick question. I bought a house recently out in Garden Ridge, 
and I've never seen so many of those little gecko lizards just yeah. all over everything, coming in the garage and crapping everywhere. Is there any kind of a spray repellent that I could put no. that they don't like the smell of? You don't want to kill them. those little geckos. No, I don't, I don't want to kill you. them. I just want them to move along. <laughs> well, no. There's nothing you can repel them with. You can okay. kill them with a fly swatter or something like that. Or your foot. But they're beautiful. They change colors. Well, right? well yeah, but what he's, he's thinking about, and, and I, I appreciate this, uh, the, they... Uh, um, Poop a lot, and then, yeah. well, they can't have that cow. That's like me. She might think I poop a lot. They're in a <laughs> shed. They're in a shed. Shed. They uh, they really can get yeah. quite messy. So quit it. One of the one of the things <laughs> that I've I've kind of tried to avoid having uh, things accumulate in corners or along the walls. Yeah. And then they then they're less likely, but they're. But I, I, I look on them in a positive way because they deal deal with the insects. Yeah, they eat the insects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Al back at the station has an idea for you, Greg. He says, get a cat. Yeah, that's right. Cats <laughs> like the food. Oh, man, I'd rather have lizards than a cat. No. <laughs> I'd rather have the lizards than the cats, too. Yeah. I know. Much, much rather. <laughs> no, no All right, I don't guys, hey. know. I don't know. Of I, I just thought there might be some home remedy or something I could spray around there that they'd go somewhere else. No, no big no, no. You know, we used to have a roadrunner in our neighborhood. Yeah, they'd get them. And, uh, but they're, they, they get the bigger ones and then they graduate to the little ones <laughs> in the corners and everything. But uh, then the neighborhood person's Airedale. Caught, caught the roadrunner. Oh, that was it for that was it for the roadrunner. Yeah, you would, know, you know, the roadrunner kills snakes too, and and uh, English and it, sparrows and, and birds and feeders. They kill sparrows, and it also gives coyotes a real big headache. In the in the movies, well, in the cartoons. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because Wiley e. Coyote can never catch the roadrunner. That's right. You know, you might. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if there is a repellent someplace. You might want to go to the Internet and well, just There's got to be something that, because there's, there's repellents for your pets so that they don't chew on your baseboards in the house. So there's got to be something like a bitter apple. That's, I think, what we used for one of the, my uh, kids' dogs back in the day. There's got to be something. Yeah, maybe Irish Spring. What, what? The Irish Spring. Oh, we like it too. <laughs> All right. Well, you if you figure if you figure out a repellent for geckos, you give us a call back here. I love I like geckos, it. and I love their insurance well, yeah, too. But you like cockroaches too. <laughs> well, that's true. I love I love uh, I love their insurance too. It's great. I used let to us, have it. Let us know, John, if you find out anything. You know, if you pull their right. tail off, they'll regrow it. If you, yeah, just like a starfish. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's. How did we? How did we become Milberger's um, <laughs> pest <laughs> control? Isn't we got Spider Man? We got Spider Man. He takes care of that. Yeah, Warren, Warren Remy takes beep care beep. of that stuff. <laughs> we try. We're trying to help Warren. With yeah, we, we want to help. He may. He may that's have what a, we should have done. We should have said that. Have call Warren Remy at Spider Man no, Pest well, Control. Warren is pretty sympathetic to lizards. Yeah. Well, he'll catch them humanely, maybe and. Uh, no, he, I used he to love. Wouldn't. I used to love the geckos. First apartment I lived at there on Ten and uh, Horizon Hill, Callahan Road. Used to have them come up on the patio all the yeah. time. Oh, I loved watching them. The little, the bright, bright neon green guys. Oh, yeah. What, what, are, what are the the, the the bigger, thicker ones? I can't remember. The, the iguanas? Uh, no, no. <laughs> 
No, they're, they're, but they're the after your uh, roadrunner disappears for a while, you start they start getting bolder and they're bigger and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, I like, can't I think of it, think of it as like a Central Texas <laughs> lizard. Or, it's not a iguana. No, oh no. Because when I worked at another radio station in town, we had a pet iguana in the lobby. His name was Spike, mm-hmm. and he was from nose to tail probably about eight. Nine foot long. Whoa. He was a big boy. He was a big boy. I got bad news. You know, we always... Okay, you only have a couple of minutes to give us the bad news. That's good. Uh, We we always recommend Holly's as a a treatment. Uh, Neil's got a question and answer. says, after the freeze took out my Indian hawthorns, we replaced them with Casina Carissa. Hollies, because we heard they are almost indestructible. That's true. Recently, we have seen this damage. Does it appear that something has been eating on them? Yes, Neil answers. Almost assuredly, rabbits have visited your plant. I helped our son replace his Indian hawthorns with dwarf Burford hollies, and their plants have been stripped by the rabbits. I didn't know rabbit would eat. Uh, he, he has erected cages of chicken wire temporarily around him until the plants can develop leathery, mature foliage later in the summer. This is the most damage I've ever seen rabbits do to hollies. Hmm. See, we don't. I don't think in San Antonio we see many rabbits at all. No. I think I've had one rabbit in our neighborhood over the last 30 years. Yeah. We used to, again, we're going to talk about PETA getting after me, but we used to hunt the rabbits on the farm. Really? Yep. Oh, they're good eating. Rabbits are good really? eating. Really? Oh, yeah. So we only have about a minute left. You hunt um, them with dogs or mm-hmm. just hunt them? Just guns. And um, or you know, ten just, shotguns work well. Yeah, twenty. I twenty twos. Oh uh, really? Use yeah. twenty two. Yeah. Well, Daddy used to shoot them with a twenty two rifle. Well, I used to be pretty good at it too, and they're good. They're good eating too. There's not a whole lot of meat on those little guys, but there's yeah. there's going to get pita after me again. So we're gonna we're coming up on a break. We're coming up on a news break. Right, I got something I want to say first. Okay. So once a year, sometimes twice a year, we get in odd colors of plumeria. So we just got in Uh-oh. purple and red. Purple. And some of the normal colors, too. But That's good. If you're looking for an odd plumeria, now's the time to come. Now's the time to come to Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with more Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to hour number two of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on this beautiful Father's Day 2021. I'm Barry Bess in for Milton Glick. Milton will be back next weekend with the docs. Dr. Jerry Parsons to my left, Dr. Calvin Finch to my right. And you know what scares me sometimes is when I give Dr. Jerry an idea in his head that he can do something and then (laughs) he shouldn't really do it, but he's, I'm scared now. (laughs) 
<laughs> but we are here. But I appreciate that information. Yeah, I wish I would have told you enough. <laughs> I'll use it on milk. Please. <laughs> use it on him, not on me. I go, I don't know where you got that from. Uh, we're, we've got open lines, A and open line um, at uh, 210-308-8867. As my buddy over on uh, AM630, the word, Randy Adams says on Saturday mornings, there's no dumb questions, or there's not a dumb question. You can answer any question. And uh, uh, dumb responses, maybe. Well, yeah, that's part of the deal, right? Two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We rely on our audience too to help us answer questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I need some help right now on that. Those uh, lizards, the ones that are the dark colored, they get quite chubby and uh, out in the. Typical, out in the typical they're, they're landscape. They're kind of gray? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen those around yeah. the greenhouse. So. Yeah. But they're not... They're not anoles. Uh, they're, I, I thought they were... Yeah. Some, some <laughs> talking kind about of a, a mid-size... Mid-size, I'm thinking it's a car. <laughs> mid-size gray and lizard. I think Texas is part of the name, too. Right? Anybody mm-hmm. out there... Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a number of people out there that know what, the, what it's called. So give us a call. Let me know. Yeah. Thanks. The... Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize the uh, the uh, influence that uh, Milton has had on the mass media of Texas. That's what? Uh, yeah. Milton, Milton Milton Glick. Milton Glick. And uh, I was reading, and a lot of people are imitating it. I was reading this, uh, the Neil Sperry's column. He says, this is what I'm seeing. He got a question. This is what I'm seeing with my loquat tree. I have removed all the dead leaves that I can, but now I'm seeing these massive amounts of bark splitting and falling off. What does this suggest for the future of my tree? And Neil goes into a description of the the, uh, functions that bark plays. Uh, in the tree life, he said, a bar- bark is a critical issue for conducting sugars from the leaves back down to the roots. And then he goes in and talk, talking a little bit more about that. And then Neil puts it, usually Neil is very diplomatic. He said, therefore, I am very concerned about long-term hopes for your tree. I suspect you will end, uh, you'll end up replacing it. I'm sorry, but you need to kiss it goodbye. That's okay. That's a Miltonism. That's a Milton. You need to kiss saying, it goodbye. Kiss it goodbye and look at the pictures you took last year. And it'd be pretty in the pictures. Yeah, it'd be yeah. pretty in the pictures. So that uh, that had to be from Milton. Well, he's he's a trendsetter. Yeah, Did you know that absolutely. Mm-hmm. We had uh, I had a. Similar question on uh, Drake Elm. We used to, we Drake, used to Elm. Uh, Drake Elm used to be the most susceptible to cotton root rot. <laughs> yeah, you know? uh, but uh, one of our uh, longtime listeners uh, sent a picture in of the of Drake Elm, and it was about uh, eight inch diameter, and the the bark was uh, sectioning. Yeah, and I. I had the question I had asked her is the foliage look fine because it, it's right at the size when the bark changes mm-hmm. changes to be more uh, corky. Yeah. 
and uh, but it could you know they're they're so susceptible to to uh, problems that you want to you don't want to overstate that they're it's nothing you know yeah <laughs> yeah trees sometimes some trees lose their uh, lose some of the bark Texas red oak it will go from being real shiny smooth uh, at some point to young when they're young yeah, yeah. To, to having a real corky bark so. Yeah. Hey, okay, so let's let's pretend, shall we, for a little bit? Oh, okay. Let's pretend I'm new to South Texas, San Antonio area. Oh, right? okay. It's June. It's starting to get hot. What, as a new resident to San Antonio, what am I looking for for to plant right now? Well, it's, would it's be, funny because we do an article that we do every Saturday, and we spent <laughs> a bunch of time talking about these. The uh, best plants for the summer. So, and it was in yesterday's paper, right? And uh, we talked about Thrialis and uh, uh, Esperanza. Yeah, Esperanza. See, but we talked about that yesterday, so the whole yeah, new audience. Yeah, right, so we're going to get right. these people. Yeah, so. and uh, the plants that, those plants that Calvin listed in yesterday's paper actually do better when the temperature is hotter. Okay, really? Yeah, they grow better mm-hmm. in hotter temperatures. And there's a there's a, a dividing point on on water too. Yeah. All, all plants like a minimum amount of water, mm-hmm. but uh, some of these plants that get are sensitive to be soggy soils. So. Oh yeah, I haven't heard anything about water restrictions so far this year. I, usually, that's all over the place by this time of the year. That yeah. water, I haven't heard anything. No, it, we've gone through water restrictions, but the we had that uh, nine inches of rain <laughs> yeah. over a weekend, so it that was nice. Of... Yeah, and, and Calvin usually writes an article about water restriction and puts it in the paper, mm-hmm. and it, the paper print, prints uh, a local story about the water hoses washing away in the flood, mm-hmm. and have a picture by Calvin's article where he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Water restrictions. Well, we used to, uh, we used to uh, laugh because when I was the uh, uh, conservation director of San Antonio Water System, we would go through this elaborate process before we declared water restrictions. Yeah. And, you know, it was getting drier and drier. And so you confer with the council members and the city manager. And the weatherman. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to the uh, ste- steps of the city hall to declare... And, uh, at, least, really? at, least, at least a couple times the rainstorm started. <laughs> it's like the rain dance. Hey, um, we got a caller. Anne is uh, ready to go. She has a question about crepe myrtles. Okay, that's Anne, a good idea. welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you? Fine, thank you. What's your um, question? I, okay, I have I got some crepe myrtles for Mother's Day, uh, and there were two crepe myrtles. Uh, Sarah's favorite, and I read on the internet that they're uh, more difficult. They need more care. Is that true? Hope not. <laughs> you, you you got Sarah's favorite, right? Where'd you get it? Here. Yeah. Okay. Oh no no no! That's a good I one. I'm sorry. That's a good one. That's a big tall white one, and it's right. uh, mm-hmm. yeah beautiful white, and and I think it's got. Uh, pretty bark too but uh is it more 
Is it more work? More difficult? Does it take more care? Uh, no, I saw something. No. no? Oh, just the okay. opposite. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just the opposite. Now, who told you it take more care? I I read it on the internet, and it's Good it's supposed Lord. to grow like. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's supposed to grow <laughs> like twenty twenty feet tall, twenty feet wide. Right. Now the area where I ha- where I have, I've already planted them. I don't think there it would be conducive there. But could I trim them and oh. keep them a little no, smaller? No. no. You it's don't like that. Big. I know. <laughs> it's going to get big. Oh God! Uh, interesting <laughs> story about Sarah's favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. Sarah's, Sarah is a a nurseman's wife in Memphis, mm-hmm. Tennessee, and uh, what they. The arboretum sends out when they come up with the new new varieties of plants. Right. They send it, they send them out to different growers, different nurseries mm-hmm. that they can depend on. And uh, when they sent out uh, t- uh, the what's the big tall one, the white one? Uh, Natchez. Natchez. Yes, there you go, good girl. <laughs> Uh, when they sent out Natchez, and they sent out this one, which was not named, mm-hmm. to the to the nursery in Tennessee. But Tennessee gets a little colder, and uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of on the border of where the crape uh, myrtles survive. But uh, there's a Natchez, I mean, there's a Sarah's favorite in a friend of mine's home place in Tennessee, right outside of Memphis. That uh, is 30 feet tall, 35 feet tall, and looks oh, almost wow. like a Natchez, but it's more cold tolerant than Natchez. Oh, okay. And uh, so when it gets, excuse me, when it gets that tall, does it have a lot less flowers? Are they more sparse here and there flowers? I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. When when the when the Sarah's favorite gets to that tall, to thirty feet tall, does it have less flowers? No, the no? flowers are, are a little, maybe a tiny bit smaller, mm-hmm. but uh, than Natchez. But the idea that it's gone through thirty years in Tennessee, and mm-hmm. and they get our cold that we had here in February, they get mm-hmm. it every year. Six degrees, okay. sometimes zero, and that 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 plant has never frozen back. And for see, that that's reason, what I thought. I'm for that reason, I took it. Uh, my brother wanted to grow a crepe myrtle in Ohio, and so I took him some uh, Sarah favorite up there, mm-hmm. and they would freeze down every year to the ground, but come back in time to flower in Ohio. And wow. he was the only one that had a crepe myrtle in his town. And uh, that's what he wanted. He was excited. Mm. And they bloomed and pretty white coming back and from see, the ground. I thought I read that it required cooler weather, the Sarah's favorite. Right. That I don't know. That's what it, it doesn't require cooler No, weather. it doesn't require. That's why no? Millburger okay. sells it. Okay. Uh, because, uh, <laughs> like I say, it's so tough. Mm-hmm. But it's going to get big, just like uh, right. the other uh, sister plant. Okay, that, that that's the issue. One of the great things about crepe myrtles are you, that you pick the color you want and the yeah. and the size you want. You know, right, you pick the size well, that's going to fit. 
Yeah. They were a Unfortunately, gift. Unfortunately, so people you know, pick big ones yeah. for little spots. <laughs> it's going to be big. Well, they were a gift for Mother's Day, so I didn't I didn't even know they were getting them for me, you know, or what they were giving me. And then I looked it up, and I saw that they got, you know, that big. And I thought, oh, oh well, yeah. maybe I can just trim them a little bit, you know, at the end of the blooming season <laughs> uh, or in winter. <laughs> uh, yeah, some people say uh, that you can trim them to the ground every year. Mm-hmm. Let them come up from the from the shoots on the side. It's a lot of work. Right. Well, if you don't, if you do it every couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, you'll keep it from getting thirty to forty feet. Oh, okay. And okay. I've I've seen I had uh, over where my daughter used to live, they had a, a natchez growing along along the fence, and I would take pictures of that sucker every year. And those morons went in there one year and cut that sucker to the ground. And then two years later, it was back. Oh, wow. About as tall as it was when they cut it. So uh, well, you're going you're gonna to have to do it. If you want to keep it smaller, lower, right. you're mm-hmm. going to have to cut it to the ground mm-hmm. every okay. two years. Okay. There's no way you can trade it, is there, for one that... Fits your spot. No. What? How do you know? <laughs> what? Do they I trade mean, crepe myrtles here? No. I mean, they could, they trade crepe myrtles. Uh, uh, other gardeners, garden clubs, well, maybe. Oh, that. But I, I mean, know. I just I just can't imagine a, a gardener wants to fight with a thirty foot crepe myrtle every year. Yeah, she's got it. A... <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if, if it's how old? How long has it been in the ground? Since Mother's Day. Oh, since Mother's Day. Okay. Right. Well, you could still pop it out. You could still dig mm-hmm. it. Right. And uh, get you a smaller one. Mm-hmm. If you and and you know just put it back in the pot that it came in. Right. And it it hadn't rooted in excessively yet. Okay. So uh, you can, and you could trim some of the roots off too. That might be mm-hmm. worth it because you're going to be growing yeah. and growing. But just give it, you can give it as a gift to somebody that's got the, the right space. Yeah, yeah that, that plant will not be small. Okay. It doesn't like to be small. Yeah, well, if, you, if it's anything like Natchez, I mean, yeah. stand back. So I can, you can't I tell them apart. It. I'll re-gift it then, I guess. <laughs> okay, that okay. was my question. Okay. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Ann. Don't, uh-huh. don't, don't, don't believe that everything on the internet no. I, guess. I know. believe everything I know. on the radio though but not the internet <laughs> okay. yeah. alright thanks Ann okay, alright open you. line Bye. at 210 308-8867 so uh, I can assume that from the crepe myrtle comes crepes yeah off, right off the tree right Could off you, the tree oh, pick man, them off the tree I love crepes especially yeah. the strawberries inside mm-hmm. oh that's just great the, the, usually the, uh, Sarah doesn't have the strawberries no, no that variety mm-hmm but man, I love crepes. You have grapes. to get the special one that has crepe. Calvin's looking at us like you two are not right. <laughs> <laughs> you two are just not. Calvin never right. knew that, did he? No. <laughs> uh, open line, folks, 210 308 8867. You can also come on out to Mill Burgers at 1604 and Valverde Road. The nursery is open until 5 today. We're here till 2 to answer your questions. And Neil has another good question. Says, uh, we have a very large trumpet vine covered in seed pods. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody does. We, we find these special varieties. Uh, 
like Gold Star Esperanza, and people want to save the seed and grow more of those. I, I'm not saying they're cheap. I'm saying they're probably frugal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good way of putting but, it. But uh, most hybrids like like that uh, won't come back true from seed. Okay. A small percentage of them will, maybe two or three percent will. But anyway, they have a have a covered with seed pods. Can I grow another trumpet vine from these pods? And that is the answer to that is yes. Yeah. But it won't be the same variety that the mother was, because trumpet <laughs> trumpet vines are very almost invasive plant. Almost. And <laughs> and Neil says. Yes, you can. You leave them on the plant until they're mature and the seeds are ripe. However, are you really sure you want to? <laughs> Trumpet vines are incredibly invasive. I said they were kind of invasive. Neil says they're incredibly invasive. And if you want to know how invasive they are, drive uh, from uh, Dallas to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And the fence lines along that route are covered with nothing but angel trump. I mean, uh, uh, trumpet creeper. Even deep east Texas has got uh, yeah. fence lines like that. Oh, yeah. To the point, and if you look it closely, you'll see different colors. Wow. Yeah. To, to which my, I want to stop and get cutting, to which my family, who we were going to Tennessee, Said, hell no, we're not stopping. <laughs> we're not stopping. <laughs> I said, can't I mark them or something? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, they're incredibly invasive, says Neil, sending up root sprouts all over the yard. Yeah, you don't have to worry about seed because you get those, those sprout, <laughs> sprouts. And Yeah. The much more refined variety is called Madame Galen. Trumpet creeper would be a far better choice. And that's what we sell here. They don't sell the common old yellow one. It would be my only choice in an orange trumpet vine. Even Madame Galen will uh, climb it into trees. And uh, people use them on trellises and things. And uh, <laughs> they'll get so big they'll, they'll lift break up the a roof. Yeah, a they'll, roof they'll break the trellis off. And uh, that, that was one of the first things I had to do when my son-in-law and daughter moved into a new house. They had a, a <laughs> Madame Galen trumpet vine on, on the back. I'm sure it was pretty at one time, but now it's on the roof. And mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's so I had to, I had to uh, cut it off at the, uh, toward the base, at the base. And guess what I had to put on it, Calvin? Cut fine stump killer. There you go. Mm-hmm. He's Did it work? He's pretty, pretty sharp over here. <laughs> Did it work? Oh, yeah. That's a big, that's a big trunk, I bet. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> two two inches in diameter. Hmm. It was a big one. But uh, they, they were breaking down the, the trellis that it was run, running on over the porch. I'm sure it was spectacular when it bloomed. Yeah. But uh, I've, see, I've seen them grow to the top of uh, large trees. I've seen them on my peach orchard. They, they grew from one corner of the property 
through along the fence and to the, <laughs> the, you know, it was the yellow like one, 40 right? acre. The old yellow one, right? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. And you, uh, every once in a while, somebody would get ambitious and say, well, I'm going to put this under control. Well, <laughs> that lasted about two days. Yeah, my uh, Madame Galen is a cross between the, the yellow one and uh, the one we used to fool with around here, that, which... Uh, Dwarf Chinese? Yeah, Dwarf Chinese. Uh, and when I, I I took some of the Dwarf Chinese when I was trying to propagate them and increase them to Tennessee to plant them. And my mother came out of the house and said, you will not plant a trumpet creeper. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this was an this was 80-year-old lady. <laughs> so, so, you don't plant the trumpet creepers here. They'll take a, take over the whole area. And I tried to explain to him, to my old mama, that this is the mother of the trumpet creeper that she knows, and it it won't grow out of bounds. And they, they never did. I put them on a privacy fence, and they grow to the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, generally, that that kind of was the problem. Is that uh, they they wouldn't uh, they didn't put up a new, enough new wood for us to have a lot of wood to propagate with. Yeah, there were a, a number of them at uh, the old San Antonio Water System right, office. Right, right. I used to go over there to get cuttings. Yeah. Because they don't they didn't make many cuttings, but they and they planted them. Let's say the old San Antonio Water deal. The same guy planted them all. And uh, they planted that, you know, that as you enter the water, where that water office was, there was a wall, big wall around that uh, little house running mm-hmm. in there. And that's where that guy had put those. He used to work for the city. And he propagated all those there. Mm-hmm. They must have been 50, 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're real beautiful. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. we still got some time left in the show for you to get your calls in, get your questions in to Dr. Jerry and Dr. Calvin. Here at uh, Millburgers, we're on the air until 2. Call now, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Or if you happen to be in the neighborhood, drop by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604. And Balverde Road, uh, the nursery is open until 5 o'clock today. We're back in a few minutes here on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. When I look in the mirror, he's right there in my eyes, back And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Barry Bess. In for Milton Glick. Happy Father's Day to every everybody out there celebrating. And it's a great way to come on and celebrate Father's Day. Bring Dad down here to Millburgers. 1604 on Balverde Road. Let him pick out some plants that he can go and plant himself. Because there the, you go. Uh, kids won't do it. I'll give him a gu- gift certificate. Give him a gift certificate, and that'll work too. Uh, the <laughs> nursery bad. is open until 5 today, and we're on until 2. So if you have a question, uh, we have an open line at 210. Oh, we've to say? got an open line? That's what I'm supposed to say. Just That's an great. open line. Yeah. 210 308 
8867, 210-308-8867, and you can always come by the back porch, which Trace has done again. Yeah. He is here at the back porch, and I'm sure he does. He doesn't have to ask the questions. He answers all <laughs> the questions here at Millburgers. My, my wife says I'm a know-it-all. <laughs> and, and, but she would know. She would. Yeah, because she, well, I'm just saying. But like I said about David, you do know it all. <laughs> Did you find out what you were going to buy for 100 bucks to match her $100 purchase that you made with that, um, what was that yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, uh, the praying mantis. Praying Did you mantis figure out well, what you're going to spend 100 bucks on? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to see. I pic- gave her permission to buy a front door, though. A front I wanna, door? I want to see yeah. pictures of that thing. It's, de- it's long dead. Oh, it's dead? Oh, long dead. Oh, Jesus. It, it took her like, maybe a month or two to kill it. <laughs> As I was walking out yesterday, I saw a plant, a very underused plant, that we have some stock of over there called oh. bulbine. See, see, he's so popular, he's a ring for uh, It's called bulbine. Yes. We, we <laughs> considered making that a Texas superstar. And when I was planting it out, I planted it over behind the nurseries over here in San Antonio. And uh, I guess it left that, it stayed there for a couple of years. And that sucker got huge. I mean, <laughs> big as one of these uh, big uh, planter barrels that you have. Yep. And so I had Forrest Appleton over there with me. I said, Forrest, you need to take that plant home, and you can divide it into a million pieces, and uh, it'll do well. So we popped it out of the ground. It was a huge root ball in that thing, and it blooms all the time, all summer. And I don't think it, it – did it freeze back? I don't, oh, yeah, like uh, jelly. Freezes back? Yeah. And okay. if, it's a, if it's a hard winter, uh, you got to cover. Yeah. but that, or, or mulching cover. <laughs> But we almost made that a Texas superstar. I don't know why we didn't, because that's a good plan. You know, Milton keeps calling himself a Texas superstar, so I don't know what Who's that, that? Milton. He oh, keeps yeah. calling himself he a Texas is. superstar. Hey, um, before, he has a vivid imagination. Very. <laughs> you know what? You try working with him uh, five days a week. You yeah, only get him two I, days a I week. I get him five days too. a week. I get him five days a week. Hey, um, Matt's on the line. He has a question about Mountain Laurel. Matt? Yeah. Welcome to Millburgers yeah, sure. Gardening, South Texas. How are you today? I'm uh, doing good. Thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. Uh, I do have a trumpet vine, and I will say it's they're very invasive, man. They they, <laughs> they grow and grow. They're beautiful when they bloom, but they go everywhere. Only uh, very yes. invasive? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Super aggressive. There you go. <laughs> it it pops up in my yard. It wraps around a pole at my on my front door, <laughs> and it pops up in the yard at the grass. They, they go, it's amazing. But uh, more importantly, on this mountain laurel, guys, if you can help me out, uh, it's probably 10 or 12 years old. And every spring, uh, when it goes to bloom, uh, it gets like a white, uh, my dad calls it uh, like a powdery mildew on the leaves. And it's so strong, uh, the tree will never flower. It'll, it'll put leaves, it'll grow, but it just kills it so bad it will not flower. And I'm wondering what I can put on that, or if you all know what it is. Every season it happens. All right. Well, we had a technical difficulty. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's, yeah, that's right. Repeat that. Yeah, you, you have to give him give him a couple oh, more I'm sorry, seconds. I'm traveling to in my car. Knobs. Maybe I lost y'all. Oh, maybe it's your car then. All right. We kept hearing highway noises. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so on my mountain laurel, uh, 
it, it gets this uh, white uh, film on the leaves. It, my dad calls it like a powdery mildew, and uh, it won't flower. The tree's 10 or 12 years old. It flowers every season, but once it causes some type of disease, it, it will not flower. And I want to know maybe a product right. I can apply. Is it just not flowered one year? Oh, no, it's been multiple seasons. Oh, uh, every time, every year it gets it, I mean, and it grows. It puts leaves out, and it, it's fine. It doesn't die, but it will not flower. The whole is season. it on? Is it in the shade? Uh, no, it has uh, pretty much full sun exposure. Uh oh. Don't 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 mess with me, guy. <laughs> how how long does it have uh, direct sun on it during the day? Oh, okay. Oh. There's no no shade really. It's in the corner of the apartment. It gets sun all the time. Well, usually that's about the only thing that keeps a mountain laurel from blooming. And uh, it can what, grow shade? in the shade, but it doesn't bloom in the shade. And uh, you're oh. not. Are you? Have you ever pruned it back? Oh, I used to, but uh, I use it to. I wanted to have like uh, coverage from my neighbors. So I let it, I stopped uh, trimming it. My dad's like, don't trim it anymore because we want to grow high and big and, uh, you know, so I don't see my neighbor. So I haven't yeah. trimmed it in years. Well, the white is puzzling So because uh, they don't really get funguses. So my first thing is next year when that happens or if it's still on the tree, bring us a sample so we can actually see oh, wow. what wow. you're describing. And the reason, okay. I ask, wow. the reason I ask about the bloom is that uh, if it's going to bloom in the spring, the the previous uh, fall, it'll have these long snake-like... Tassels. Uh, tassels. Do what? Call them tassels. Castles? Tassels? Tassels. Tassels, okay. Uh, tassels on it that are they're gray. And a lot of people <laughs> think that's something wrong with it, but that's actually, believe it or not, the blooms for next year. So don't cut those. A lot of people pruning in the in the fall will take those off, and they thus they don't have any plumes. You're not fertilizing know, it a lot either, are you? I'm sorry, sir. Are yeah. you are you fertilizing it? Oh, you know, uh, I put down uh, some mulch or whatever. Maybe I don't do very much. When my dad said, "Hey, put down some dirt, man." But just, not just don't, regularly. Don't, no. don't don't fertilize it. Yeah, don't for, fertilize for a while. And the only other thing that comes to my mind is uh, juvenility. So a lot of the young ones take a long time before they think they're old enough to bloom. Now yours should be well enough old enough to bloom, but it could be and a it fluke. Has, yes, sir. Well, it oh. still it still could be a fluke thinking it's too young to bloom. <laughs> you mean it's still well, in so, puberty, and yeah, we didn't know that. Well, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I can bring y'all a leaf or so, and y'all could look at it. Yeah, well, of, the, of the white, of the uh, white. whatever the white is. Of course. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, you might see me sooner than you think, because uh, it's just been uh, killing the other, me. The other option would be to email us a picture uh, to the nursery, uh, or to I mean, Milton likes to see those things too, but I don't remember what his email address is. <laughs> um, uh, Milton at SalemSanAntonio.com. Or nursery. Well, I know where I've been to. I've been to Mill Burgers. I know where y'all do your show there. Okay, so good. Gonna... That's good. Now, a lot of the a lot of the old timers used to take to uh, 
beating, beating the base of that thing with a, huh. a pipe, metal pipe. Beat uh-huh. it all the way around the, the trunk. And uh, sometimes that'll make them bloom. It, w- it will with stereo. So it might. Wow, that's might interesting. <laughs> but the, the deal huh. with mountain laurels, you know, they grow up in the hill country on solid rock and bloom their brains out every year. So. Uh, and I, the pipe thing works good if you're in the mafia, too. Yeah, yeah. You can use the same pipe. Use the same pipe on the tree that you can. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. All right, guys. Well, I'll, I'll stop by, and uh, hopefully we can uh, figure it out. Hey. Still, still may not have an answer, but at least we'll all be on the same yeah. page. Yeah. In, in the hey, same book, good. too. I Thanks, Matt. To you guys. Thank Thanks, you Matt. Guys. All right. Take care. That means we have, what do we have, Dr. Jerry? We have an open line. Do we? For, That's we got great. To get in quick. 210-308-8867. 210 308 8867, or still some time to come on down to the nursery at 1604 and Bel Road. And we're in the back porch. You can ask your question. The nursery is open until 5. We're on the air until 2 p.m. today. That's you now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were taking a break. No, 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 not yet. Almost. Two uh, minutes. Speaking of Mount Laurel, uh, Neil got a question in. Says, As we continue to wait, for our plants to recover from the freeze, we see this kind of growth on Texas mountain laurel. Send him a photo. Should we remove all these shoots coming up from the ground and let the plant push all of its energy to the tip growth, or should we let them develop? And Neil says, let them develop. They're not going to be stealing that much from the tips, and you probably want the plants to fill in anyway. So uh, I don't think Mount Laurel froze back that much. They might have oh, tip burned, did no. they? Uh, I know the blooms froze. We, we lost a lot of potted Mount Laurel. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, All sir. right. Well, you think about Mount Laurel. They're not, you don't see them north of Dallas, do you? I don't think so. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't so in our neighborhood. We didn't lose plants. We had some some leaf back. drop, and of course the the bloom st- stocks yeah. or what did you call them tassels? They got all burnt. Yeah. <laughs> and mine lost leaves all the way into May, and finally started wow. leafing out. So. Wow. Hey, we're gonna take a break. Because give me a break. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to give you a break. Give me Ray, a break. Ray's on hold. We're going to get to Ray's question here in just a second, but we're going to take a quick break and come back for more. Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Looking back, all I can say about all the things he did for me. <laughs> Welcome back to Melburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're in the stretch run on this Father's Day edition, uh, episode 2,150-something of Melburgers Gardening. Since these two have been around, I'm Barry Bess, in for Milton Glick, and I got Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and hey, uh, Ray, just hang on for a second. We're going to get to your question about uh, peach trees here in just a minute. But next Saturday, Calvin, you're going to be a part of uh, something uh, that has uh, it has been a year in the making. I guess they couldn't do it last year or they did it here. It's a virtual landscaping tour. No, they, 
did it. They did it last. Year. Did they do it last year? Yeah. Do you want to let's let's do the peaches? Okay. Okay. We're going to do uh, the Ray's question first. Ray, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you today? Doing fine, sir. We're two real quick questions on my peach trees. About ten, eleven years old. Had a real good crop of blossoms in the spring, and all those fell. Most of them fell off. I only have a few little small peaches about the size of almonds. And I just harvested one peach off of it while ago. Why is that? What happened? Did I do something wrong or the weather? Well, the weather was usual. No, I didn't get. I didn't get one. I didn't get any <laughs> peaches that survived. Then I should feel lucky, huh? Yeah, um, and I think there's a lot of people that uh, were in that situation. It depends on what your environment was and what your the weather your neighborhood was subjected to in terms of mm-hmm. weather when your plant bloomed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so there were a lot of a lot of factors, but it was uh, a lot of folks did not get any crop. I'm okay. su- One good thing is they didn't have to thin yeah thin sure the fruit. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe that's be better for all of us. <laughs> the, the other good thing is it gives a tree a rest. In other words, it gets True. to rest until next year. Yeah, okay. The trees need a rest every night. A little nap. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of our trees have rested a lot, a lot <laughs> in the last few years. So I got a quick Marlin question. Uh, I mow this, uh, this woman's yard across the street from the elderly woman, and <clears throat> so this spring, she gave me Myers lemon in a pot she bought at a nursery, and it has lost almost all of its leaves, and I've probably got a dozen lemons on there. They're still green. Why is it losing its leaves? <laughs> what did, I didn't the lemon lost its leaves, and he doesn't know why. Oh. <laughs> it's one that didn't kill the tree. Yeah. That freeze. That freeze, yeah. Lemons, limes, It killed, killed all my satsumas in my yard. No, I got Pretty it true. after the freeze. It was spring after the freeze. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, the freeze damaged it, and then it showed those symptoms after the freeze. Okay. Well, would it have anything to do with I still got it in the pot from the nursery? I have not found a place to plant it. Does that affect the tree? Say what? <laughs> he's he is he still has it in the pot, but he hasn't. Is it affecting it being in the pot, or should he plant it in the ground? Is that lemon? Yeah, yeah, my lemon. Well, a lot of us, a lot of us plant our limes and lemons in containers, uh, but you oh. could you could plant it in the in the ground if you're willing to. You know, it's put it in a somewhat protected area. Yeah, you got to protect it from the cold, as you learned from this last. Yeah. All the limes and some lemons got frozen by pretty bad, or got killed. Well, does it does it require special attention if you if you plant it in pots, like additional, like the size of the pot, and, and you have to repot every couple of years, and do you need to fertilize more than in the ground? Well, it's uh, the pot limits the size of the plant, so a half whiskey barrel is what Jerry and I have recommended through the years because it gets a, a good size. Very productive and relatively easy to protect. Now, if it's much smaller than that, then you really you don't have much of a soil reservoir. You got to spend no. a lot of time watering and fertilizing, a lot more time. Okay. If you put it if you put it in a container, at least once or twice a year, add a copious amount of osmocote. 
plus. Okay. It's a, it looks like little BBs you put uh-huh. in there, and uh, that's where most people go wrong on their citrus. They buy it at the nursery in a pot, and then they uh, don't ever fertilize it. But uh, to well, really grow a good citrus. Would that osmocote, just thought about this, would that also work for, I have two uh, small banana plants that survived the freeze and they're sprouting like crazy. Would that work for them? Would that help them? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, what that works, if you grow them in containers, there's a lot of gardeners that do that. And osmocote is a wonderful source of nutrients. You just sprinkle it around the base of the plants and then water no, it? No, you, you put it in, in, if it's in a pot, you put it all around the... The rim, I mean, the inside okay. of the pot. It's high, okay. high quality uh, uh, production, so you, do, yeah. you don't have to, you don't worry about it uh, being too much or uh, burning the plant. Or no, something. you can't burn a plant with it. Okay, you great. Pour, you you literally pour it in there. I mean, you put a lot in there. Uh huh. Okay. Well, great guys. Guys, I appreciate it. And happy Father's Day, everybody. Good Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ray. And we, that means we have an open line. We have about... Um, have we got an open line? Or, one open line. One open line. Okay. Let's nine minutes to go, and it's uh, 210-308-8867. Now, as we were mentioning earlier, you're going to be in an event uh, a week from this past Saturday. Could you tell us a little bit about what's going on with this virtual landscape tour? Yeah, well, let's start for uh, Monday. The Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, they've got their normal essentials of gardening. Uh, program the third Monday of each month, and uh, you go to the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas to learn more about uh, about the program. And that's going to be at the Garden Center, right? That's right. Yeah. That's back at the Garden Center, but it's also it's going to be uh, a z- Zoom on, too. Zoom, yeah. So you can uh, you can uh, go to the in person and uh, have your lunch there. Or, there you go. Or you uh, just watch it. Uh, on Zoom. Zoom. Uh, go, to, go to the GVST website to get more information and sign yourself up uh, for the, the Zoom. But it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's registration. Registration is required to get on the Zoom, too. And then what uh, Barry was talking about is the Water Saver, the Landscape Design Spring Tour that uh, happens every year. Uh, this year it's going to be... Uh, a Zoom event, and we're going to introduce it at 10, 10 a.m. on uh, uh, Saturday, next Saturday. Uh, and it's about an hour long. There'll be five uh, landscapes that will be covered in some detail on a on a video. It's a free event, uh, and there'll be some you know some of our familiar uh, horticulturists. Mark Peterson will be involved, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll introduce it. Um, but it should be a lot of a lot of fun, and learn. You should learn a lot. And like I said, it, it's free. But again, go to the uh, Water Saver. Uh, no, it's a, isn't it the, the same website? I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is the Gardening Volunteers yeah. of South Texas and then you website? Can, they can sign up, and they'll send you the Zoom link. Um, when you sign up for well, the, be, yeah, the Zoom link will yeah, be, yeah, be they'll get they'll yeah. send you the Zoom link once you sign up for it next for next Saturday. And this is uh, uh, as usual sponsored by the San Antonio Water System, Trinity Glen Rose uh, Groundwater Conservation District, and the San Antonio River Authority. Great uh, program, yeah. a lot of good information. And uh, the these, are, these yeah. are landscapes that are very successful, very attractive, yeah. and uh, 
you might uh, like to get some of the ideas from that. Yeah, you wouldn't think that uh, that'd be an easy way to look at a landscape, but they go out and make videos of the of the landscapes, mm-hmm. and the owner, I guess, talk uh, talks to the moderator about the plants. So you get to see the plants actually in the landscape as well as hear the mm-hmm. descriptions of them. Yeah, they've got, uh, they've got quite a, a study of each of no, the landscapes yeah. so that the audience out there can uh, learn what they need and, and uh, go ahead and, and ask some questions, too. Yeah. So that's next Saturday and yeah, it starts at 10 a.m. Yeah, but go, go sign up at the... Uh, Garden Volunteers of South Texas uh, uh, website before Saturday. So check it out uh, as soon as possible. So we have just about a little under four minutes to go, and we do have one more call. Um, Sylvia is on the line. Sylvia, thank you for calling Millburgers Gardening South Texas. What's your question for the docs? Um, I have an azalea. I guess it's been in the ground almost two months. It's healthy, but there's still no flowers. Um, Is there anything I can do? To, to, you know, see, see some flowers? Or? What is it? It's an azalea. 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 All right. So uh-huh. <laughs> let, let's start with, do you know what kind of azalea? I really, well, I can only tell you the color, but what kind, I don't know. I just got it. Right, I, so I tried to grow them before. They always die on me. They're blooming. Well, the ones before blooming, and they die. Now, this one wasn't blooming at all. It's healthy. Um, there's no buds or anything. Um so this um, would be the wrong time of year for it to bloom under most circumstances. Oh. So oh. generally azaleas oh. are going to bloom like uh, late February, early March, uh, okay. and then they're done just as fast. So uh, oh. the reason why I ask which variety, because there are some varieties that can do multiple blooms. Uh-huh. So, for example, Encore Series and Bloomathon can have multiple times a year that they would go into bloom. Okay. Uh, so it's not just the once. So the typical azalea is once. And those right, those two, and there's probably some other ones that I don't know of that will bloom multiple times in a year. Okay. So the key is so it's healthy. this one won't be until next year, I guess, the way you're talking, Can, not until next year? It's it's certainly possible. It really just oh, depends on which okay. series it, it, it is. So if it's a, if it's okay. a Bloomathon uh, or Encore, it has a chance to bloom a couple more times this year. If it's not, it probably doesn't. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. have you got it planted in the ground, or is it's, it in a pot, in the or what? No, no, it's in the ground, and it's been about two months. The only thing, it's a lot better than the other ones I had, because they died on me in, like, in, in a month's time. And they were blooming when I put them in the ground, but I how guess much I sun do you, put them... How much sun do you have it in? Uh, full, full sun. Okay, so that's going to be a long-term okay? problem. Uh, it's oh, really more of a shade oh. plant in, in our neck of the woods. Oh, it uh, and, is. Oh. And as he was mentioning, it would probably be better to be in a pot than it would be in the ground because it's an acid-loving plant, and our soil is oh. very alkaline, and our water is very alkaline. So if it were so me, you think that I, would di- I, would, I would go dig it up, do as little damage as you can to the root system, put uh-huh. it in a pot where it gets uh, maybe morning sun, afternoon shade, but okay. bright light for sure, um, oh, okay. and, start, and start feeding it with a product called Mere Acid. That's designed for acid-loving plants to counteract the lime in our water. Okay. So if I leave it there and we still got to go July and August, it's inevitable, I might it's inevitable it that or? it's not, it's not going to make it there in the long run. 
Oh, okay. Okay, I guess I'll, I'll take it up then. <laughs> so okay. We're, we're just in June, so yeah. we've got yeah. July, August, first part of September, which are the hottest months. It's going to burn up. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it, it looks so, so pretty and healthy, and I keep looking at it. I have uh, the high biscuit, and I, I have my blue palm bagel. Everything is blooming except for, for that one. And, it, yeah. you know, okay, I'll just dig it up and put it in a pot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Sylvia. Okay. Then. Do, bye. Do it before. Do it before uh, Monday. Yeah, because tomorrow. It's tomorrow, because it's going to be well, ninety nine. Feel like one hundred and seven. One hundred and seven. Yeah, I think that feels like it's like it's going to be hot. <laughs> all right. So, so we haven't figured this one hundred percent out yet, but we are going to start up our adult seminar program again pretty soon. Are you? So, Is little uh, David, gonna do it. Yes. All right. So, uh, Good for you, everybody David. Be, be on the lookout on our website, website? where we've got and the exact dates and what we're going to What's have. the What's the website? Um, com. So keep on an eye on that. And you know what? i got to tell you guys, it's over. The show's over. Oh, okay. I'm disappointed Wait. because that's it. Uh, Milton's coming back next week. Unless I hide him in, unless he can't swim, huh? uh, yeah. Unless he's stuck in where he's <laughs> in where the Alabama tropical storm is. Alabama. All right, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, being here. Trace, thank you very much for um, coming up and giving us all the information. And the nursery is open until five today. You can come on by, sixteen oh four and Balverde Road. And um, thank you again to the dogs. Thanks to Trace. Thanks to you for your calls. Thanks, thanks to, to you for coming. 